Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Episode 205, How to Save for Retirement. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about retirement. Mm. Get it. Love it. Yes. I love thinking about it. I'm going to love doing it. Someday. Just, you know, it is the sexiest topic in personal finance. Which is so interesting. Yeah. This is definitely the the tech space. This is where it's all at. Yeah. Like, I feel like crypto and NFTs, those are like only fans. Like, those are, <laughs> that's, that's too a little too far. <laughs> But investing in retirement, like that's what's really sexy. And so I am super, I'm always super excited to do a retirement episode. Uh, it doesn't feel sexy to me, uh, to each his own. <laughs> but I am glad to be talking about it and dreaming about days when I don't have to work. Although let's be real, Jen, we're going to set our hands to something always and forever. Yes. Well, and we're going to talk about that in the episode yeah, I'm very excited about it. But first, our sponsors. Our sponsors. Spring break. Ow, ow, ow. Ah, not the movie that was re- recorded in St. Petersburg. Not that not that spring break. Not that one, but kind of. Spring break is coming. <laughs> and if you are lucky or have kids home from school, you will get a few days off. We know you'll be twiddling your thumbs thinking, gosh, I wish I had something to do. Don't worry, we've got you. We wrote a free ebook for you with over 200 things for you to do that will help you save money. So grab your copy at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash ebook. Again, that's frugalfriendspodcast.com slash ebook. Write it on your to-do list so you can immediately mark it off. You're welcome. Yes. And this episode is also brought to you by your Roth IRA. We are recording this pretty early, so the IRS has probably changed the tax deadline again. But let's like for a second pretend it's April 14th. This means you have less than three weeks to invest in your 2021 Roth IRA. This is important because you can only invest a max of $6,000 per year. So if you miss this year, you do not get it back. So if you're able to take a three-week detour on your financial goal, and take advantage of this amazing tax-sheltered retirement account, do it. 
And if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the rest of this episode. And if you want more on this topic of retirement, queue up episode 94, which is Retirement 101, everything frugal people need to know about saving for retirement, and or episode 158, where we talk about Roth IRAs with Barbara Ginty. She is a gem and explained so many things in a way that did not make us feel stupid. So we loved that. Mm -hmm. So get those ready for after this episode. Yeah, this episode is like a follow-up to episode 94. So we talk a lot about how to figure out how much to save and stuff like that. And here we're kind of really getting into nuts and bolts and like a little bit of how to do those things. So a little bit deeper. But I love these articles. They're really good. And I, for one, I, for one, love talking about investing in retirement. And I think it's sexy. So, which is great now, Jen, because (laughs) I remember you've shared a couple of times on the podcast that when you first got into writing about personal finance, this was the topic that you said you would not write about. And then they said, yes, you will. Here's your assignments. And then you did it and then became an expert. And now you love it and you think it's sexy, which in my opinion is like a little too far, but the evolution. I will be honest, Jill, that wasn't investing. That was insurance. Ah, Um, And I am still not an expert in insurance, but I do know a whole lot more about it. And I can hold a conversation with an insurance agent should I ever need to at a party. (laughs) And I can say that's probably not too far off. But let's get into our first article. And it is actually named How to Save for Retirement. Because if that's what you're searching for, This is going to be the first article to come up. And I actually know the writer of this article, Kat Tritina. She is super smart. And so I knew it was going to be a good article and I read it and it was. So what did you think about it, Jill? Yeah, well, it goes through seven steps, which we will go through all steps because they kind of go in order. It's not one of those like pick your favorites. You kind of Mm -hmm. do need to go in order of the seven steps that are listed out. And I like how it starts off with describing kind of where does this sit for most people? That's always an interesting perspective for me of how many people are thinking and talking about investing and retirement. And she mentions, the the writer mentions that according to the Federal Reserve, about a quarter of Americans have no retirement savings at all. And almost two-thirds of non-retired adults are concerned about being able to meet their retirement savings goals. So if that's you, please rest assured that you're not alone. There are plenty of people also in that boat, but also well done for engaging in some of this content because we don't have to stay there. We don't have to remain in a concerned place about what is retirement going to look like for us. So this episode certainly for you. And um, I'm excited to get into the steps because I think as I was reading through it, after about step three, I feel like is where your typical basic information stops where people will kind of give you a little bit of a snippet of how to invest. And this article feels like it keeps going and gives you the Mm -hmm. full picture of the steps to take to save for retirement. So let's go through them. Because it's not a destination, essentially. Like saving for retirement is the journey. 
So that kind of leads us into the first one is set your retirement savings goal. So this is what we talk a lot about. We are very much focused on step one of this whole investing journey because people so often think about paying off debt or investing in terms of like, okay, I'm I'm old enough. I need to get my finances in order or this is a burden weighing on me. I feel anxious about money, so I need to figure it out to alleviate that anxiety. When really we cannot do our finances well and we cannot feel confident about them unless we know why we're doing it. And it can't be to alleviate some kind of shame or guilt or societal obligation. It has to be because you know what you're looking for in life, not just in retirement, but all the years leading up to it too. Because again, saving for retirement is the journey. And so we have to not just look at the destination, which is actual retirement, but we have to look at designing our dream life and not the life that the media or our family or social media is telling us should be our dream life. We have to do the hard work of figuring out what that is and then figuring out how to afford it while still saving for that destination. That's just a long way of saying number one is set your retirement savings goals. So once you design that, then figure out what it costs and know that it will change, you'll have to revisit this every five years at least. You'll have to revisit step one and go through all seven steps again. So never feel like you're behind either because just because you're doing it now, I mean, you should have done it five years ago. Yeah. But like you'll be doing it in five more years. So don't Mm. wait just because you want to put it off. Like do it now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is that's step one. Set your retirement savings goal, the amount. Right. Well, I like how you're pairing both, not you're pairing both the what do I want life to look like? And so there's some intangible goals and desires that we might have for retirement and what our journey likes to get looks like to get there, kind of like the why, but then also with real hard concrete numbers. And so the article does give a breakdown of how do you figure out how much money you're going to need in retirement to pay for the lifestyle that you're hoping you can have. And so there's a lot of formulas and different rules that can be followed. So feel free to dig into the article more to learn how to calculate how much you need to save. I will say one thing that was mentioned in a separate article as we were doing some research for this episode, where a lot of people think that they can live off of maybe 75 to maybe even 50% of their current expenses in retirement because they think their spending is going to be less, but in reality, it's not. So mm-hmm. definitely keep that in mind and even go at least 100% of, of current spending, if not more, because a lot of times that is when extra travel is happening or bucket list or medical concerns or greater desires to be generous. So just keep that in mind that this isn't the time to be like, oh, I'm going to really cut my expenses in retirement if we've got time to plan for it. Yeah. And the end number is really arbitrary. You don't know how much money you're going to need in retirement. I think the main thing is to design the life that you want throughout that journey and thus cut your expenses, raise your income so you can have 
you can focus on the month to month how much you're investing. That's the really important thing. If you want a formula, the 25x rule is the most common. We talk about it in episode 94, but you just multiply your annual expenses by 25 and that's essentially what you would need to save to retire. So like if you spend $50,000 a year and that's not with your investment, you just spend 50 grand a year, then 25 times 50 grand is 1.25 million. So that's kind of what your goal should be. And so that's nice to figure out, to see. But sometimes that number can be intimidating. Don't let it intimidate you. Focus on the month-to-month savings rate. That's another thing that this article points out is that we just need to focus month-to-month and make sure we're investing every month of every year from now on till we retire. Mm-hmm. And so once you've figured out how much you need to save paired with the reality that you're going to be really looking at it every five years at least, you want to open a retirement account. That's step two. Mm -hmm. And so of course, a retirement account, historically investment accounts in the stock market, you're going to have a significantly better return on your investment than just throwing your money into a savings account. So this is what we're talking about, investing in retirement, putting it into some sort of account that's going to grow to a higher percentage. And so there are two main types of retirement accounts. There's employee-sponsored retirement accounts like a 401k and individual retirement accounts like IRAs. And so in general, both are available in traditional and Roth varieties. Both offer tax-advantaged growth of your investment money, but you pick whether you'd prefer an income tax break now or in retirement. So yeah, choose which one you want to do or both, but that's, that is going to need to happen. You need to open that account to have some place to put that money that you're putting away every month. Yeah. And ideally you will have both because I think if the last two years have taught us anything is that we, you cannot rely on what was to plan for what will be. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know what taxes are going to be like when you retire, um, but you do know what taxes are like right now. So if you are in a city where you are triple taxed and you want to pay less in taxes now, then maybe that means prioritizing more in traditional, the 401k or the traditional IRA. If you are like us and you are in a state where there's no state tax, no city tax, like just, you know, it's a free for all, then Roth IRAs are really great. If you plan to make more money in the future, but are at the beginning of your career, Roth IRA, great. So again, this is why you reevaluate like every few years, because you're going to be in a different place in five years than you are now. So you can make your plan now, do it, execute it, stop worrying that it's not the best plan and just execute the plan. I have this this quote from The Flash, the, sh- the TV show The Flash, and it's in my book, and I just rediscovered it when I was doing um, the updated edition of No Spend Challenge Guide. And it was from one of the villain, like one of the villains that turns good. He's played by um, Wentworth Miller from Prison Break, and that, he's just great. But the character says, make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails throw away the plan. (laughs) And I thought it was the most insightful quote. (laughs) I have lived my life by that quote. 
And that is what I mean, that is saving for retirement, too. Like you make these plans of you do the 25x rule to figure out how much to save. You break that down monthly. We tend to use like a 7 to 10% interest um, when we plan because the S&P 500 typically returns 10%. But if you're including bonds in your portfolio, which we'll get to that later, it's better to more con- be more on the conservative side because those do not yield 10%. So you know you can do the numbers and you can make the plan and you can use the accounts, the 401k, the IRA, and plans will still go off the rails. And that doesn't mean you failed. That means that the plan has gone off the rails and you throw the plan away, you make a new plan. <laughs> so, so good. It doesn't but, mean don't uh, plan. Right. Just keep adjusting, keep pivoting. Yeah. All that to say, I do, I mean, I have both a 401k, like traditional and tax deferred and tax now like benefit plans and currently are only contributing to Roth IRAs. That's us, but I like both. And I think having both, if you have the option, really important, really good. So I already talked about this a little bit, but number three is choose your investments. So we were just talking in, I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before that, our rerun, where we talked about Jill opening her Roth IRA and what a great step that was. And then she forgot to invest it, the money in the account. That's what I'm saying. Like most most advice stops at step two yeah. in this article. And then I love yeah. that I love that this author added this. Step three. Now you've got mm-hmm. to choose your investments. Even still though, it was not an easy process. After watching you do it, Jen, I'm like, I I am still very lost. Okay. So yeah, and because I you is this something you only do one time if you're lucky. So I forgot, like it had been years since I'd done it. So even I forgot how to do it because I don't do it all the time. It is a confusing process, especially if you're using Vanguard or Fidelity. Um, I think Fidelity's website is a little more user-friendly, but we were using Vanguard. And it's super easy if you use um, like an M1 where you're doing a robo-advisor and they will choose the investments for you and they will make sure that you are invested once you put money in. That's what a robo-advisor does. So if you don't want anything to do with choosing investments, you just want to open the account, put the money in, and just let it go. You don't want to do that like tiny step three that you will do. You will spend 30 (laughs) minutes on one time. Then choose a robo-advisor. You spend 30 minutes on it. It would have taken me hours. Yeah. (laughs) Looking up all of these acronyms. Yeah. I think every few years I try to recreate it. So I know what to do. And it is confusing every single time. But choosing your investments is not a hard thing. We have our episode. Um, I can't remember what it is, but it's minimalist investing. It wasn't too long ago. If you mm-hmm. if you scroll through, you should see it. But where we talk about how to compile a minimalist portfolio. So if you are specifically thinking about what investments do you want in your portfolio, check out our minimalist investing episode. We are not licensed stockbrokers or certified financial planners, so we can't tell you exactly what to invest in. But there are some very common selections that you will see everywhere. And we kind of go over those common selections, but we can't tell you that it's right for you, essentially. 
And well, I will have that episode linked, the minimalist investing episode in the show notes. Yeah. Essentially, you're just, you have to get in there and buy funds. So you're, and honestly, I can't even tell you if I'm right on that one. Cause again, it's been probably mm-hmm. a year and a half <laughs> since <laughs> I last tried it. Well, here's, here's real talk. I still have yet to open one for Eric because when I first did this, I didn't realize that each one of us could have our own Roth IRAs. I know it sounds silly out loud. I just never really put much thought into it. I'm like, we as a married couple opened up a Roth IRA. And then you and I were talking, you're like, well, you both can have one. You're both individual people. I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. And I just still haven't done it because I'm still so confused by the first time that I did it. So I'm waiting to come over to your house and you open one for Eric too. We will. Okay. So we're recording this pretty early. And so let's set a deadline of by the time this airs, Eric will have a Roth IRA. And maybe we should keep, I mean, obviously we can't tell people what to do, but maybe that could be a our own learning process of yeah. redoing it. If there's anything that stands out, we can share that with you in our Frugal Friends Facebook group. Absolutely. All right. Number four, once you've done steps one through three, is set up automatic recurring deposits. This mm-hmm. is the key. Do not skip this one. There's not much more to be said about this, but make it automatic. We love paying bills automatically. We love saving automatically. And when you set up that monthly withdrawal to go into your retirement accounts, you don't have to think about it. So it's not dependent on you remembering, doing it manually. And oftentimes when we get in the rhythm of it and we are not accustomed to having that money in our accounts, we don't miss it. Uh, We put Mm -hmm. away a couple hundred dollars monthly to our... Roth IRA, my my Roth IRA, it's not a joint one. <laughs> and I love that I don't have to be a part of it constantly. It's happening for me yep. that I'm investing. Of course, each one of us has to decide what we have a budget for. So there's no shame if it has to be a low amount for you. You're doing it, which is better than 25% of Americans. So just do it. Let's get it on monthly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that at least in Vanguard, is a separate place from buying the funds. You have to buy your funds first and then go into a separate place to create automatic investments. And from there on, that's why choosing your investments is just a one-time deal. From then, when you set up automatic recurring deposits, everything is done for you. You set the amount, you tell it where you want it, like which funds you want it to buy, which are the funds you've already chosen. You do have to say the percentage that you allocate to it, which again, we talk about percentages in our minimalist investing episode. And that's it. That is Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So it's not difficult. It is confusing. I will not lie. You get in there and you, it, there will be a lot of words you don't understand. Well, and that was my problem because everybody online is like, I do this for entertainment. I'm not an advisor, so I can't tell you how to do it. There is just like zero information on mm-hmm. on that step three of how to do it because everyone's telling you, I can't tell you what to invest in. So there is some sort of gap there in an ability to be able to DIY this, but hopefully you can phone a friend who's done it before. You've got someone in 
the financial space who can help you. Yeah, and we we have our a place in our um, financial freedom mentorship where we actually have like a walkthrough video, at least how to do it for Vanguard, and um, with like sample savings templates up to like 100k and a million. But it can be a bit confusing. But there are examples on YouTube. You can see walkthroughs of buying index funds and setting up recurring deposits on YouTube. Those are there. Good to know. Yes. So number five is regularly increase your retirement savings rates. So I think traditional wisdom has said 15% of your income. When you set a minimum, people are always like, oh, does my employer match count towards part of that 15? When really it is as much as possible. And honestly, 20% is probably better. I say 20%, especially because people plan to retire at 64, 65 beyond. But statistically, most people will have to retire before 64 just due to health things or fam- like taking care of a family member or whatever. So a lot of people have to retire before they're planning to. And so you want to have your retirement savings, I would say by 60 maybe Mm -hmm. even earlier. And so if you can increase, the earlier you increase your retirement savings, the less overall you have to save. And so that's where frugality comes into this whole thing, is we love to save money. We want to get as much as we can for as little money as we can expend it for within reason. And this is one of those places where if you spend more upfront you will save more in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, People who save in their 20s and 30s will spend less money, put less money into savings than somebody who starts in their 30s, 40s and get to the same place. So it's you save money. Like if you're trying to become a millionaire, you the earlier you start, the less money it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. Easier. I should have just said that in the beginning. (laughs) So yeah, do as much as you can as early as you can. Yeah. But- I think the real thing is every month of every year for the rest of your working life. And it doesn't matter what what amount. And I like some of these tips that they mention within step five of how you can increase your retirement savings rate. Some of it hopefully is just that you're able to increase what you contribute monthly. But also if you have a raise or a bonus or you happen to come across money you weren't anticipating or a tax return or you paid off debt, now a lot that amount of money that you were paying to debt to this retirement savings, avoiding lifestyle inflation. So yes, there's the monthly, but then we can also have our sights on when I get a large sum of money, either expected or unexpected, to be keeping that in our minds as well to put it towards retirement, not just a cool new gadget for my immediate self, but to also be thinking about future self. And that's a training of the brain. Mm -hmm. All right. Step six open an additional retirement account. So once you've done all of the other things and and you're moving and grooving and you're maxing out that Roth IRA, consider another one. So of course, (laughs) many people might have both a 401k and a Roth IRA. Certainly if you are 
if you've got a side hustle or you work for yourself, you could consider a SEP IRA or a solo 401k. This is where I do have a question though, Jen, if you can confirm. They talk about that if you do, you can open multiple IRAs, but the contribution limit counts across all accounts. Correct. So is that to say that like I could have under my name two Roth IRAs, but the limit both combined is still going to be 6K a year? Yeah. And so the reason okay. they do that is, like I said before, balancing post-tax and pre-tax protection. And this is the one thing where I go against the one thing where it's usually I'm just like focus on one thing. And then, you know, once you've mastered that, go on to the next or once you've maxed that out, go on to the next. I really believe in balancing unless you have a really good reason to do only Roth or to do only traditional, which you will know if you're that special. You're either not working or you're really highly taxed. But I think for most people, it's very beneficial to kind of just be putting your your apples evenly into both baskets. And I can't tell you what's good, you know, best for you, but I just, I hedge my bets because I don't know what taxes are going to be like when I retire. So, and I'm in a tax bracket and situation where that makes sense for me. But yeah, I would say have both accounts if you can. Not everyone has access to an employer-sponsored account If you have a side hustle where you can get a solo 401k, great, but not everyone will. So that means you may have to divvy up between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. And again, you can put 3k in one and 3k in the other. But yeah, you can have two Roth IRAs, but there's really no point in doing it. It's just an account. And you would have the same investments in each, or you could have different investments in one single Roth IRA. So there's not really a point to doing it. I will say here that when if you ever do a 401k rollover and put that into a traditional IRA or Roth, uh, that does not count towards your contribution limit for the year. So if you're rolling over 6000 from a 401k to an IRA, the rollover does not count as a contribution. It's considered a rollover. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. And if you if you have a 401k, definitely hit up Capitalize. They will do 401k rollovers or 403b rollovers, et cetera, are actually really complicated as well. And so you can go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash capitalize and they will help you with that for free. They're an amazing company. So frugalfriendspodcast.com slash capitalize to do that. And um, don't be worried about the rollover being considered a contribution. So the next one is number seven, last one on the list. And I love this one. Uh, It's keep things in perspective through good times and bad. And we saw bad times in January of this year in the stock market. If you were paying attention, you saw it went pretty much back down. I, I wasn't paying attention because I'm a long-term investor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like this is I mean, I've seen drops like this before. But historically, the stock market sees an average return of 10%, but every few years we see corrections. Every, I guess, 5 to 10 years we see a crash. I don't know what the actual numbers are. There are averages, but but expect bad times. 
but also expect good times Mm -hmm. because there have been years where the S&P 500 has grown more than 20%. The trend has always historically been up. But if you laser focus in, you will see a lot of up and down. I mean, you have to be aware of your own risk. um, And we'll talk about this a little in the next article, but be aware of your risk aversion. But keep things in perspective. We are investing for the long term. We're not crypto people. We are not like pump and dump options and Forex people. We're long. This is retirement we're talking about. Those things aren't necessarily bad, but they're not for retirement. This is what we're talking about when we talk about retirement. It's long term investing. So just keep the perspective and invest every month, every year for the rest of your working life. Mm -hmm. And I like applying this idea to us individually as well, keeping things in perspective for our own good and bad times, not just the stock market's good and bad times. It's okay if there are months or years where your contribution to your retirement account is not as much as it has been or could be. Mm -hmm. The key is consistency still give something to it, but it's okay if there's other things that steal financial goals because it is a journey to get to retirement, not just a quick thing that's happening. So the key is time and consistency. And so keep that in perspective too. Absolutely. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. All right, let's move to this next article. And we won't spend as much time on this, partially because it's not that long of an article, but still worth going through. It comes from The Motley Fool, and it's just how to invest money, but it looks at it in a really big picture kind of way. So I think that this is helpful, especially for us newbies, for us beginners, or just dipping our toe in the water, what do we need to be focusing on? What did you think, Jen? This is a good perspective to have when you're starting to invest. So I liked every single one of these. But yeah, I really like that it's short and to the point. And there's no one one size fits all answer. Like you have to design the life that you want to live and then save for it and spend for it in the way that's right for you. And I think the reason investing is so important is not to stimulate the economy. It's not any of that. It's that investing beats inflation. And nobody paid attention to inflation until this year. Everyone thought 2 3% was, you know, where we were heading. Even the Fed was like, "Oh yeah, we're going to keep it at, you know, 0% for a few years to get out of this pandemic." And that's nobody, yeah. Anyways, 
Yeah, seven <laughs> percent. Like, and that's like what we said earlier. Conservatively, that's what that's the number that we use to measure our investing growth, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a balanced portfolio. And so, if you're not investing, you're losing money. And money that works. So working money pays less taxes than working humans. Think about that. So Mm. the money that your money makes in the stock market pays less in taxes, even in capital gains. So even in a brokerage account pays less in taxes than you do as a working individual. And if it's in a tax sheltered account, it pays even less in taxes. I don't know if that's encouraging or discouraging, but I'm I'm here for yeah, it, I suppose. I'm not here to I'm not here to debate it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the system we live in. Yeah. As long as you're not pumping and dumping stocks, that's that's different. But so yeah, like that's the importance. I don't know if I can get over that uh that illustration. Well, so because there's no one size fits all answer here, there are some things that are worth considering and figuring out how you want to invest, what that will look like. So they list off three things. We're just going to quickly go over what that is. The first is your style. So the question to ask yourself is how much time do you want to put into investing your money? Meaning, on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, how much time do you want to put to this actual process of investing? There certainly are different styles to this. Primarily, we're talking about active investing versus passive investing. The article believes that there's merit in both styles. Jen, you're welcome to debate that. (laughs) But Certainly, if you are interested in the active investing, you do need to have time. Like it says, it's going to require lots of homework, research, analysis, keeping track of things. You need to have knowledge. You're going to have to have more than the basic knowledge. So if you're listening to this podcast and you already feel like, whoa, I've got so much to learn. I mean, if you're excited about that, then keep going. But otherwise, Mm -hmm. know that you don't have to gain too much more if you choose the more passive option. If you want active, you got to have a lot of knowledge. And the desire. You have to want to spend hours researching and investing and looking into the best vehicles for your money and potentially moving things around. But I love how they wrap up talking about this first one of your style, that passive investing is the equivalent of putting an airplane on autopilot versus flying it manually. You can still get good results over the long run and the effort required is far less. So in a nutshell, you could go towards passive investing and put your money to work in an investment vehicle where someone else is doing the hard work. So that would be like a mutual fund. So I mean, of course, I don't know all of how autopilot and planes works. I do think that there's some manual to landing and taking off required of the pilots. But I think that this is accurate in general. And there's definitely a lot of research on this of what's going to give the most return in the long run. And it seems to be pretty equal of whether Mm -hmm. you're actively investing or passively investing. So like you do you if you've got time, knowledge and desire, but also know that you're not doing yourself a disservice if you do choose the passive route. Yeah. And I think any pilot will tell you no matter how much they know about flying or even the more they know about flying, the more they use autopilot. (laughs) Whether you're 
driving it yourself or putting on autopilot, you still end up at the same place. It just the ups and downs are a little more extreme on active investing. And full disclosure, The Motley Fool, which is where this article is, makes their money selling knowledge products to active investors. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a, you know, know that. Yeah. If you've got capacity for an emotional roller coaster over the next 30 years, totally active mm-hmm. investing is great. Yeah, it's a great hobby. I would say balance it. Uh, I don't know a single active investor that doesn't also have passive investments. Mm. So, and they have more of them, the more, the more money they put into active investing, the more money they have in passive investments. So know that. But yeah, I mean, and I would say active investing doesn't just involve the stock market. It also includes real estate. So if you are like for us, we're not doing any 401ks right now because we're saving for real estate investments. And so that's how we're choosing to diversify. And that's not for everyone. Some people just want to maybe research companies that are on the rise that they want to do some active investing with. So that is up to you and where your passions lie. But the vast majority will want to do passive investing. Number two is your budget. How much money do you have to invest? So this is very important. You may have heard something called dollar cost averaging. And so that is a fancy way of saying you are investing monthly versus lump sum investing where you just do a big lump sum like once a year. You probably heard me say on the last episode that I lump sum invested in my son's 529 because I had the money. I didn't want to think about that investment. I just wanted to leave there and like collect money. But we dollar cost average our Roth IRA because that's something we want to build a habit of. So essentially it's 6,000. We just split that up into 12 months. And then so we do 500 for each IRA every month. And that's how we do it versus doing 12,000 at the beginning of the year, which theoretically does yield a higher return than dollar cost averaging. But what's more important is the habit. That's why we say, look at your budget and do things on a monthly basis that increase the gap between your income and expenses so that you have more money for these financial goals. And that overall is going to be better for your financial goals than trying to eke out every penny of interest that you can get. I mean, I just, I love, I love this idea. Yeah. And finally, the last and third thing to consider is your own risk tolerance. So the question to ask yourself is how much financial risk am I willing to take? Of course, some of this is going to relate to how much time you have until retirement. The longer amount of time that you have, the more risk you could take. You still have to look at your own risk aversion levels. And the less amount of time that you have for retirement, the less risk you want to take. So of course, the bonds are going to have a very low risk, but also a relatively low yield. So around 2 to 3% is what you're going to see on those types of investments versus stock returns, like we've said, on average, will give about 10% per year, eh, give or take. So For index that, funds. Right. But it is going to be a little bit more risky. 
So that's what you want to take into consideration. And the there's a spectrum on risk tolerance. So like if you're you can be super risk averse, but you don't have to choose I'm going to have all bonds or I'm going to have all single stocks. Like you can still choose index funds that are very diversified just over one sector like health or tech. If you want tech, you might as well just get an S&P 500. But that's besides the point. Or you can choose a index fund that's just small cap companies. So those are companies that are below a certain valuation that are growing faster. So they're a little more volatile, but it's not a single stock. It's an index fund. And so they tend to have higher returns, a little more risky, um, but not as risky as a single stock. So there are different places where you, you can find yourself on a spectrum And just because you want to be a little bit more risky doesn't mean you have to go straight to single stocks. You can just go to these index funds or real estate investment trusts if you want to get into real estate but are not risk averse enough to buy your own property. You can look into REITs like uh, Fundrise has a bunch of REITs. So there are options when you are looking outside of and, and you can even put some of these things inside of your Oh, you put pretty much all of them inside of a Roth IRA or an IRA. That's why we love IRAs because they're more customizable. You're typically limited on a 401k or 403b with your investment options. So that's another reason to have both if you're able. Mm. You know what's a reason to have this one thing and and we are able. Yeah, I don't have to settle for balance on this. I just go all in. The bill of the week. time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi ladies, my name's Sunday and my Bill of the Week is Three Clothes. A friend of mine invited about 12 ladies over and we cleaned through our closet and brought our gently worn items we just didn't love or wear. And then in different rooms in our house, we put them in tiles, pants, dresses, shirts, jackets, shoes, you name it. There was a tile for it. We drank wine and tried on each other's clothes. It was amazing to have friends hold up something and say, this would be great on you. And vice versa, no cost, just friends, sex, and nudity clothes. So that was my goal of the week and a fun idea for other people to go ahead and get shot. Have a great day. That is awesome. I missed. So for two years when it was like not acceptable to be sharing people's things in each other's homes, like I missed clothing swap parties the most, like unreasonably the most. And I am so glad that you did that and you drink wine. Oh, it sounds like such a fun, frugal evening. I think I've only been to one clothing swap party, but it was life. What what a great way to get (laughs) new things, keep things out of the trash. I love it. All right. If you want to submit your bill of the week, whether it has anything to do with a fun, frugal evening or not, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. We are waiting in Mm. anticipation.
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Now it's time for Lightning Round. Yes. Ah, that's so comforting. Today's Lightning Round question. How are you currently planning for your dream retirement? Mm. I love this question. It came from, so our new podcast manager, she's going to be writing our Lightning Round questions now. And I find, I like, I love the surprise. And yeah, it's less for me to do. So Jill, how are you currently planning your dream retirement? Well, that word dream is definitely new to me. And I can't say that I've put a ton of thought into that part of it. Just retirement in general, wanting to make sure that I've got money for it. I think my mind always goes to worst case scenario. Like I need to make sure I've got money for my older years because I will probably have some medical concerns. But I do like this reframing of the question, you know, to to dream about some of the fun things that it could entail. But reality is, like you said, Jen, we don't know. We can make a plan and see. I think either way, though, it's going to be good to have money at the end of that road when Mm -hmm. I'm not able to or desiring to continue to work a a 40-hour-a-week job. So with that said, for me right now, it is a Roth IRA. Both Eric and I do not have 401k options with our work. So we're doing the best we can with the Roth IRAs. Hopefully, Jen, you and I will have created one for Eric. By the and, time this airs. Uh-huh, there it is. There it's, it's time specific, mm-hmm. time stamped. And then from there, we are putting a significant amount of money into our own home, cash flowing renovations, but specifically trying to house hack. We've partitioned a portion of our home off to be a short-term rental. And my hope with that, the income that comes from that short-term rental will go to a lot of these savings and retirement goals. So it's kind of when we talk about being the CEO of our own finances, when I look at where do I have options, you know, sometimes it's not an expense issue. Sometimes it's a revenue issue. Sometimes it's not a revenue issue. It's an expense issue. And so for me, I'm kind of in that place where the expenses are kind of way as low as they can go and where they need to be to cash flow some of the things we want to do. And I'm more so looking at where where can I increase revenue to get at the goals that I want to get at? So that's my hope with some of this. And as we talk about journey, that's where I'm giving myself some of that permission that I can't do all of the things all at once, but this is my plan of how I can get there. Mm, wonderful. So for me, we are maxing out our Roth IRAs 
two of them, and then also saving to invest in real estate. But I was actually listening to the Afford Anything podcast recently, and she Paula was interviewing a Harvard professor about fluid and crystallized intelligence. And the interview was a gut punch to me because he talked about success addiction and how like finding value in your work is great, but being addicted to it, that will never bring true long-term happiness. And so I am thinking more about how to practice more of what I preach and like designing a life that surrounds around core values that can't be bought or worked for to an extent. So focusing more on like, and he he gave these like three Fs and one other thing, but I like changed it to be an F. So now it's four Fs. So it's faith, family, friendships, fulfilling work. He said work that serves others, but I think fulfilling work is the same thing. So like, how can I And work is last. So work should still be in there, but work is last. And so how can I put more focus onto those things and align my finances there? So I am trying to get our business to be more sustainable and to take us kind of out of the back end and learn new skills so that eventually I can move on to new opportunities that allow for greater opportunity for the faith family friendships thing. So that those are I'm always planning and those are kind of the top ideas in my planning arsenal. Mm, beautiful. Well, we'd love to hear also how you're planning for your own retirement, whether it's just retirement or your dream retirement in our Frugal (laughs) Friends community on Facebook. And thank you all so much for listening. We want to thank you for your kind reviews on Apple Podcasts. Like this one comes from Witsend5. All right. Pragmatic Finances. It's five Mm. stars. I'm obsessed with financial podcasts. I have listened to Jen and Jill for the last year plus. I love each of their unique perspectives on budgeting, spending wisely, living your best life, not taking yourself too seriously, and practical, no-nonsense solutions for your finances. They are silly and zany and knowledgeable. They aren't afraid to admit if they don't know something or if they don't necessarily agree with the philosophy, but they still share it in hopes that it will benefit any the listeners. I enjoy their perspective as a 40-something RN money nerd. Ooh. Amazing. Uh, my zany. favorite thing is zany. Woo. That's I a word it. I've not heard in a while and I will take it. Yes. Thank you so much, Wits End. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode on Instagram, we are adding you to our monthly drawing for every five tags and reviews we get every month. We are giving away $50 for you to spend in the Frugal Friends shop. So keep leaving us reviews wherever you listen to podcasts and send the screenshot to reviews at frugalfriendspodcast.com. And don't forget to tag us on social. See you later. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. All right, Jen. Yeah. What? what? Tell me. When, where, how are we opening Erica Roth IRA? It's Operation IRA.
Eric, Eric and Ira. Ira. <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever you want to come over, my house is always open. That's mm. it. That's all I have to say. All right. I always want you to come over to my house, and you're always doing something. Oh, my God. Sometimes gosh. it's with me. Sometimes it's not. Well, um, I would have. You're doing <laughs> things, too. Don't act like you I don't know. have a I know. dope life. <laughs> Gosh, it's the problem is our lives are so dope. Like, <laughs> it's just we can't make time, you know? Yeah. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> so dope. So dope. Well, looking forward to Eric and Ira joining forces. 2K22. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.